more morning anytime. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Minor Hockey Week, quick card Minor Hockey Week, I believe is what they Correct. call it. And there's uh, thousands of kids that play uh, minor hockey. I was talking to a buddy uh, the other night and uh, it was like, uh, well, I was on my way to my doctor appointment. So it was almost uh, nine o'clock and he's like, I said, where are you going? He said, believe it or not, I'm going to watch my kid play minor hockey. The game hasn't started yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, wow. just some scheduling and stuff like that. Um, that's the way it goes. But he was very, very excited and uh, minor hockey week was going well. So, Matt, you came up with this idea. Talk about typical things you see at an arena. Jack, you haven't really experienced this as a Not yet. yet. No, no, exactly. But uh, typical things you see at a minor hockey arena. I think it's it's always been there, even when I played hockey as a kid. Yeah. Right, you, any arena you go to in Alberta, you're going to see some stuff. Like you walk into the arena where the game is being and played. And there's okay. First off, yeah, in one corner yeah. near the concession, normally near the entrance, yeah, there's a group of dads. Right, no, <laughs> they're all standing there in that one particular corner watching the game. Yes, they don't. Would they go sit in the stands? Who knows? Oh, I know. But they they're in that corner. They won't sit in the stands because they don't want to be anywhere near the mums. And then. Really? Oh, no, that, they don't. One thing you see in a minor, uh, yeah. uh, any arena, yeah. there's always a few mums, blankets on laps, yeah. team jerseys, yeah. toque, cowbells. Cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I want to be that mom. You don't want to oh, sit you beside are that, that mom. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> and, they have, like, and there's always there's always a few mums yeah. socializing, yeah. literally watching out a second of the game. Yeah. <laughs> There's like intense mom, like, come on, back check, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> You're they're running the interference, inter- interference. Screaming. And there's always a few moms that, oh, you played well, honey. Didn't see anything. <laughs> Maybe I'll be that mom. Uh-huh. And, and Chris said this one. Yeah. Uh, there's always unsupervised toddlers. Always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're just they're they're going back and forth uh, down the stands and they're falling on their faces and giving guys like me anxiety. And there, there there's also that well, it, it used to be, this is before phones became a huge, huge deal, but there's always that disgruntled sibling that's there oh yeah whether they're, if they're young maybe they're coloring in the uh, concession area you know they, right. they're coloring or doing something or they're just sitting there with their arms crossed just going like i don't want to be here i am tired of watching my sibling play hockey and i just have to come because i gotta come right it's a friday saturday and there's a tournament yeah there's always a group of kids in that same age group of the ones on the ice yeah running around on supervised as yeah. well oh yeah there's like five six boys <laughs> or, or girls just like Ripping around in places like how'd they get behind that area of the boards? It's like two feet wide. What are they doing? Back? And there's a mom hollering, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> the one I forgot to mention was drinking dad too. Oh, oh yes. There's always one dad who's got yeah. like a coffee and what's in that coffee. And in between periods, goes out to the vehicle, <laughs> adds it to the bailey, and then comes back. And as the game goes on, gets louder and louder and more obnoxious about the refereeing. Yeah, there's Hardo Dad, <laughs> yeah. who probably needs to take about five, six logs off the fire. Where <laughs> <laughs> right? he's like, you know that kid refereeing that game is 12, right? <laughs> like, what learn- were you? Where were you, Chris? They're learning to. Uh, you know what? I was always with the mums. I, I, I Which did, moms? Not a the, shocker. The ones not watching the game or the ones no, with the cowbells? In between both. He was there. The go between. I watched the game. I, you know, I watched the game. Like, uh, you know, I was not Hardo Dad, but I watched the game. I cared. But I didn't ever stand with the dads in the corner of the rink. I always hung out with the moms. But why not? They were way more fun. I just got a fun message from Robin, who, remember uh, little Hudson from Christmas Wish? Oh, of course. Yes, this is his mom. And she says, oh my gosh, I think you guys are talking about our life at the rink. (laughs) (laughs) This is everybody's life, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, have we missed any? 780-421-1039. You can text us at 103939. What do you typically see at a minor hockey rink?
You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about uh, minor hockey week in Edmonton and the things that you always see at the rink. And we asked, uh, you know, what kind of things did we miss out uh, when we mentioned? And Jack? There's a couple here. If you're talking beer league, in addition to kids' minor hockey, you will see the girlfriends or the wives with their Starbucks and a toucan hoodie with a blanket. There's always two or three girls. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time that rink, that ice time started. Yeah. They'd see their man play a nothing game with two guys on the bench. 11 o'clock start. They're there. Dustin. I'm like, dang, I need a woman like that. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was the bottle picking kid who went around the ring collecting <laughs> bottles and cans for candy at the concession. All right. Now, along that thread, somebody said the crankiest concession lady you're going to see <laughs> is at some of these rinks, oh, too. Oh, you're so right. Can I oh. get some five cent candy? Just hold on a second. And what about the kids that are like the uh, the random puck kids? When the puck goes over the board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. true. Yeah. I got it. Puck yeah. magnet kids. Uh-huh. And this person says, my soon-to-be son-in-law played hockey with... With Carter, and I can confirm that Chris did sit with the moms that were paying attention to the hockey. I love the moms. They were so much fun. Yeah, there was just so much more energy there. The guy, you know, the, oh, yeah. the dads were in the corner dissecting the game, and the moms were just screaming and yelling and having fun, and we'd just do our thing. We had uh, Wendy, uh, the people that uh, uh, that I know will know Wendy Barry. <laughs> Wendy was the, the most fun hockey mom. I've, we've had her on the air before, but uh, she used to just go, give her, give her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she would do, just constantly give her. I can't like one of the like one of the things that I want to have kids for is to meet the other parents in the stands during hockey games. I can't yeah. wait to see the lunatics. Yeah, yeah. Some of your best friends of your life will you'll meet because of uh, sports, right? And then you some, might be one of them. And man. then some of the people you never want to see again are because mm. of sports. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. One call. Hi. Good morning. You guys forgot grandmas and grandpas. Oh my oh. gosh, grandmas and grandpas. Yes, uh, Grandpa usually paid for goals, like a dollar. <laughs> You're so right. A dollar a goal, yeah. and then you are like, "Why is little Jimmy never passing the puck?" There's <laughs> another coast to coast rush. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, it's quick draw time on this slippery Thursday morning. We got Brenly and Andrea on the line. Have either of you been on the roads this morning? Not yet. Okay, it sounds like you probably just don't want to. So there you go. Anyway, we're gonna uh, possibly uh, win one of you two hundred and fifty bucks. You can put that in your jeans uh, starting uh, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, all you got to do is win quick draw today. Are you guys both ready to go? Ready to go. All right. Scream out your answers. Again, maybe it's not the person that goes first. It's the person that's loudest. That's uh, And the judges' uh, decisions are final. I'll put that in, too. And our judges Ooh. are Matt and Jack. And uh, sometimes they argue for a while, but uh, one judge usually wins, and that would be Jack. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, name a type of drink that starts with a G. Gin and tonic. Who said gin and juice? I said juice. Who said gin and juice? I said gin and tonic, Andrea. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I combined them both. Okay, I heard gin first. So, Andrea, you are in. All right. There's your judge. Okay, Brandon, let's go. Something you have for dessert that starts with a letter K. Cake. Uh, (laughs) uh, Keep going. Kiwi. Yes. Okay, sure. That was Andrea? Yeah. Okay. I like the the cake, the K cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like corn, the backwards K. Okay, guess what you got to do, Brenly? Guess the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct. <laughs> right with a W. Okay. <laughs> Name something you're afraid of that starts with the letter N. Night. Yeah, that counts. Yes. Okay, that was Brenly? Yeah. All right, good job. She's in. Okay. Words associated with exercise that start with the letter S. Stretching. 
sleep? Stretching. That was in. Oh, okay. Okay. Nicely done, Andrea. Brandley cut and ties earlier. (laughs) All right. Keep playing, Brandley. You were lots of fun, and uh, good luck in the draw tomorrow, Andrea. Yes. Thanks, guys. Good luck, Andrea. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, quick card minor hockey week is currently happening and we're talking about uh, things you always see at the minor hockey rink uh, you know if you were weren't tuned, if you weren't tuned in i mean matt some examples uh the dad's in the corner standing yeah. there watching the game silently like nodding scouts, to each other. like scouts exactly Ooh, yes uh-huh. they just need a clipboard yeah the moms yeah. sitting together the hard old moms yeah blankets on their laps screaming yelling cowbells in hand yeah yeah and, the, and there's always that one or two uh families that have the grandparents that come a, a grandma called and said what about us grandparents you're right the grandmas and grandpas come and they're usually buying the french fries for the other disgruntled kids that are so there cute. Uh-huh. there's also usually one out-of-town relative yeah Right? Like somebody you don't see in the stands, like, oh, this is Aunt Betty. Yes. Oh, you're she right. comes for one game for yes. one kid. Yes. Always an out of towner there. <laughs> well, some other people are making suggestions. There's the chain smoking parent. Okay. In and out of the arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, and so they followed up, said they always smell like cinnamon gum and darts. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's usually the goalie's parent. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, sure. you have to start smoking to be a goalie parent. Oh. Uh-huh. And this deck says there is always a kid from the team trying to plan a team meal at Boston Pizza after the game. And there's always the group of parents disgruntled when their kid isn't the first out of the changer. My son Carter was always the last out because he <laughs> he played hockey just for the socializing part of it. Like he got that from his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, he was always last out and it drove me crazy. I'm like, I'm sending your mom in to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care you're 16 years old. Your mom's coming in to get you because this is ridiculous. There's something new you see these huh. days. Yeah. Especially when kids get older and they're playing uh, high level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I went and played minor hockey, we'd come to the rink wearing sweatpants. Oh, yeah. A sweater. Yeah. And wanted an old hockey sock yeah. as a toque. Yeah. <laughs> now, days. Kids come in with like Gucci suits. Yeah. Those yeah. toques that don't cover your ears. Yeah. Like to regular games? <laughs> oh, no. Like you, if you're playing AAA, like yeah. Bantam or yeah, Midget, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, they don't call it under 18, under 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like these kids are so well dressed now. Yeah. Like yeah. on their phones, wireless headphones or ear, earbuds in their ears. Yeah. Like they're just going to a, a regular season NHL game. Let alone not being able to afford the equipment. You can't afford the equipment to get you to yeah, the no arena. Kidding. As far as equipment goes. But yes. Those kids, I don't know what they were doing that rink for an hour. Like, at least when we're in, you know, beer league, we're drinking beer. That made sense. But anyway. I like this one. Don't forget the mom that gets all dressed up and shows shows to the rink in heels. Uh-huh. What is wrong with that, mom? <laughs> <laughs> Those big clunky steps. <laughs> Wearing your sunglasses in the rink. <laughs> oh, Those lights are mom? bright. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly which mom that would be. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Oh, they're still rolling in. Minor Hockey Week. We're talking about, uh, yeah, things that you see at the rink. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt, they have to wear a shirt and tie to each game, says this person. I yeah. know. Yeah. I got my shirt and tie from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These kids got theirs from a tailor. <laughs> Trevor says, don't forget about us coaches pacing back and forth outside and inside the dressing room. Millwood's. Under 11 Bruins play for gold Saturday morning. Go Bruins. Uh, My favorite is minor ho- b- uh, thing about minor hockey week is yeah. the overtime. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, because they just keep right? taking players off the That's ice, right? That's right. It starts five on five every minute. You lose a player. Four and four, three and three. Yeah. Getting, getting back to the coaches. The coach mm-hmm. is the ones that try to avoid the parents on the way out of the rink. Oh, <laughs> just run away. Oh, that's something you always see is angry dad. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. this text says there's the dad in the stands coaching the kid, and he keeps looking up at him for directions. <laughs> We had a, uh, a a dad that I swear he was like he was playing a video game, you know, like he was like pointing and doing all this stuff. Right, Riley, laugh, other laugh. And and I was talking about uh, just giver, but there's always skate or you know, oh, what was that? Oh, what was it? There was we had a dad that yelled all the time. I, not uh, anyway. I it was something like skate, but it was different. Anyway, they just always would just scream at every game all year long. <laughs> the screaming dad. <laughs> oh yeah. But it is great though. Memories. Sounds like it. <laughs> You're listening to the kiss and country, Chris, Jack and Matt podcast. Okay. So last night we started something that, uh, we haven't, uh, well waited this long to do forever. I don't think. And that is take the Christmas tree down. And, uh, we had January twelfth. We had a you know we had kind of an extended uh, Christmas because of uh, go figure COVID, mm-hmm. and so we didn't necessarily have the uh, Christmas that we were hoping for. So we had to kind of wait a little bit later to just kind of open the gifts and do all that stuff. So anyway, last night we started taking the tree down, and I thought to myself, this is late. I mean, this is even after Ukrainian Christmas. This is uh, late for us for sure. But is it late for for everybody else? You guys have had your trees down since when? Uh, I want definitely before New Year's that week between really? Christmas and New Year. Oh yeah. I, I would personally love to take it down December 26th. Really? My husband, Bobby was home for the Christmas season this year and we had a giant fight about yeah. <laughs> cleaning up and when all the stuff is going back in the storage room. Really? And I'm a Grinch. Yeah. Bo- Christmas is over. Get it out. Boxing day, huh? Yeah. Oh, right. I hate the mess. You're a monster. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I think we did it. Two weekends ago? No, one weekend ago? Okay. Yeah, right. I like, personally, if you feel like you got to put that tree up to have a little bit of joy in your life yeah. all year round, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. Surround yourself with trees. I, you know, Do it before Christmas. I, I had no problem with it still up, partially because I'm extremely lazy and I didn't want to take it down. <laughs> That's my thing, too. Yeah. yeah but I, I'm like, I, I would have absolutely left it up till the end of this month, honestly. Really? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just because you're lazy? No, no, I don't think so. I think that I it's I like it better with the tree a tree up. So I don't know. The question is, how long are you keep your tree up? Does it still up? Are you you're gonna go? I'm I'm surprised, Jack, knowing the person that you are, that you would really Boxing Day you want to pull the pin. And it is I'm the before person. I mean November fifteenth. Oh yeah. Okay, you're early. I am get it up early, and I'm so happy. And then lights never go off. Until December 26th. Rip him out of the wall. <laughs> that tree down. Really? Oh, no, yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, like January is the month we kind of need the tree. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I'm sick of that joy. Uh, 780-421-1039. You can also text us at 103939. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about Christmas trees and uh, how long do you keep them up? My son says I'm not allowed to take the Christmas tree down. He's going to be 17 and he decided. Um... So the compromise is this weekend. So I'm later than you, Chris. Okay, that's cool, though. Your son, actually, he's still in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, he decided. All right. Thank you, Tara. There you go. 17 years old and still wants the tree up. Yes. What are other people saying, Jack? This text says, hey, guys, my friend's mother-in-law wanted her tree left up. 
but no decorations. So they put on just the lights, and it's been up for eight years, and the lights have never been shut off. <laughs> it's their nightlight now. That comes from Pat. Well, I don't see the big deal, right? We put a lot yeah. of fake plants in your house. Yeah. Why not? Uh-huh. I guess. All right. Last year, my sister-in-law left their Christmas tree up until May. They redecorated it into a Valentine's Day tree, then into a St. Patrick's Day tree, and finally an Easter tree. They said it made them feel happy. Yeah. Yeah, you do you, as Matt would say. I, I'm I'm amazed that so many people take their tree down on Boxing Day. Yeah. You know what I don't want to do right after one of the busiest days in the year? Shop. I don't want to shop, <laughs> and I don't want to take down my tree. Just give me a day of rest. It's not that awful, though. I mean, this text says, I'm with Jack. Sooner the better. It makes my house feel cluttered. And I think that's it. I mean, it's just so overwhelming. Christmas, there's clutter. There's stuff everywhere. Yeah. I feel more accomplished and more, you know, everything in its right place if it's cleaned up. I am sho- I, I'm shocked at you. I, that, that surprises me a lot, actually. I would I would never bet that. I would have thought you would well, have just surprises, Chris. You're very particular <laughs> with where your house is like. Oh, yeah. yeah. What gave you that idea? <laughs> <laughs> the smell of bleach on your hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kiss in Love Court. Kiss in Love Court. We say good morning to Julian, uh, much east of Edmonton this morning. Uh, what's going on, buddy? Uh, so at the moment, uh, my current issue is that, you know, I moved to Montreal and Quebec from Europe uh, earlier in uh, 2021. And the intention was to um, just move to Montreal, work here for a little bit. But the intention was to move to Alberta eventually. And the problem is, uh, well, it's not necessarily a problem, but I met somebody here, uh, fell in love. And the problem is that she knows that my intention is not to stay in Montreal because I am not necessarily happy here. And this comes to like the conflict or the dilemma in this case where she knows I'm not happy here and I want to move to potentially Alberta. And uh, she has her family here, so therefore it's kind of a problem because she doesn't want to move out right. west. But she says mm-hmm. if necessary, she would maybe consider it forcing her to come to to a situation that's not going to you know be where she wants to be either is probably not going to be, be be perfect either which you know right mm-hmm. that's so. exactly and that's the thing i told her as well i don't want her to move to alberta or let's say either calgary or uh, edmonton in this case because i know that's not necessarily where she wants to be but then again on the other hand i don't necessarily want to be in montreal and i kind of feel like you have your window of opportunity though she said she would consider it so why don't you make a deal and be like okay let's do a year in alberta and then you can Mm -hmm. prove to her how amazing it is yeah Just have one year to do so. Don't don't come this winter. No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought about a halfway point? Maybe like settling in Winnipeg. Nobody's happy there. (laughs) That's true. I I lived in Winnipeg for six months and I actually liked it there, despite everybody having their opinions of it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but I I liked it there. And that's why, for me, my heart is set in, uh, you know, the western part of Canada. Okay. I've lived in the United States, like in Florida on the East Coast and also in Washington, D.C. So I've been kind of around a little bit in the entire world. But, like, I really, really loved it in the western part of Canada. Is she the one? That's a big I, question, Chris Sheets. Well, no, no, but because 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 if she's if if you're even wondering if she's the one, if she if she's if you're like, oh my gosh, this is the one. This is definitely the one. This is worth all of this stuff. But I say, you know what? I you know what? Normally, I love love too, and I'm like, give it a shot. But I don't know about moving somebody away from her family and and her yeah. home. And, and and then bring her here and go, well, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're not for each other. Like, you've, you've got to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
Exactly, and that's that's one of the turning points as well. That's what she and I had discussed uh, yesterday, is because I wasn't having the greatest day, and she was asking what was the issue, and I told I didn't tell her at first, yeah. but then later on it kind of came out, and I said, you know, like I'm not necessarily happy here, but it's something that you know every relationship has to go through these difficult conversations, and therefore I know that's one of the things that we have to discuss, and it was something that we don't agree on. I don't want her to potentially move to a province where she doesn't feel happy, but vice versa. I don't want to live in a province where I'm not happy because initially down the road, you're going to resent the other person for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I don't know why I'm like normally the guy that just kind of says, Oh, whatever. But I think maybe the writing writings on the wall, maybe here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, but but what do the listeners? Think? Chris Sheets just asked. <laughs> He's a it, it, up with it. It's a love court for sure. <laughs> I don't know. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, Kiss and Love Court. Julian lives in Montreal currently. He fell in love there, but he wants to move to Alberta. And he's not sure that if his sweet his sweetheart, not only does she not want to move here, it's just not the best move. So what does he do? This text says, we had an employee move to Camrose from Montreal and brought his girlfriend. She lasted four months and moved back. He stayed three years and returned to Montreal. Either stay in Montreal or leave her behind. This is a no-win situation. I love Camrose, but the Legion smoked meat doesn't compare to Schwartz's. <laughs> you might have something there. Uh-huh. Danielle says, I think he should just do what is best for himself and leave and let their relationship work itself out. If he moves here and he can't live without her, he will know it and vice versa. He sounds like he's young enough to roll the dice. Okay. Somebody's going to have to make a sacrifice. Yeah. You might have to be the first one to get the foot out the door. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe he comes here. I like that. He comes here. And then if he just, if, if, if there's something pulling him there or yeah. something pulling her here. Test it out. Yeah. Okay. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kiss and Love Court. Gabby, okay, listen, Kiss and Love Court, poor Julian's got a problem. His, uh, he's in Montreal currently. He wants to move to Alberta. Uh, his girlfriend, I don't think she, he thinks she doesn't want to move here for sure, but he wants to move to Alberta and he's trying to figure out what to do. What would you suggest? Get a new girlfriend. Ooh. Whoa, <laughs> you didn't even have to think twice about that. Dang, Gabby, cold-blooded. <laughs> no, you got to, you know, if anything I've learned, you got to do you. And if people are holding you back, then those are the kind of people you shouldn't have in your life. Yeah. You're both going to be unhappy. Yeah, maybe. For yeah. Temporarily, but you loved before her, you can love after her. You should write a country song. No kidding. <laughs> love before her, you're going to love after her. Or a motivational book. <laughs> Tony Robbins here. I'm the worst person when it comes to, like, relationship advice, because, like, I just tell people don't do it. Right. <laughs> you <can ask> convinced. <laughs> like, don't do it. Like, one night stands, and that's it. Okay. No problem, no drama. Gabby, where were you when I was 18? Tell us more. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> you okay, Chris? I'll be fine. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going red. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kiss and Love Court. Speaking of uh, tough goes, our buddy Julian called us and uh, poured out his heart. You know what? He fell in love in uh, Montreal, and mm-hmm. that's where he currently is. But uh, he really loves Alberta, and he wants to move here. And who could blame him? God's country. Yeah, but she doesn't want to, though. She doesn't want to. And he's like, you know, do I kind of force the issue? Do I make her come with me? Does that not work out? Or anyway, so we're looking for your suggestions for Julian. 
This text says, you only live once. Do what's best for you. What's meant to be with her will come. If it doesn't work out, then that's because everything happens for a reason. Plus, there's tons of great single girls here in Alberta. Just don't go to Calgary. Edmonton is where it's at. Okay. <laughs> this person says he needs to have a conversation with her. Who knows? She may surprise him. I followed my boyfriend of six months here, and now we've been married for over 20 years. Wow. Things get real once you start the conversation and the real prospect of leaving. Right. Right? Like, you could say, well, I don't want to leave. Well, I don't want to leave. But when you're like, I'm leaving, that person may have a change of heart. So I'm not saying, saying, like, don't call bluffs. <laughs> yeah. Every relationship should be built on a solid foundation of lies and ultimatums. What would, what would Jimmy from Yellowstone do? Remember his girlfriend? Oh, came? yeah, spoiler that's alert. right. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. He said, I'm going back. I got a promise to John Dutton, and yeah. she followed him. Yeah. <gasps> but then they went back, so it's kind of confusing. And, and she fist fought with the ex, but that's another story. You know, whatever. Good times. I mean, <laughs> all right. Always back to Yellowstone. Uh, What's wrong with that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Again, Julian called us and uh, just laid it all out. He, uh, he moved from Europe to uh, Montreal, but he's always wanted to uh, live in Alberta. Then he fell in love in Montreal and... Uh, he still wants to move to Alberta, so he just, he doesn't know what to do with his girlfriend. And she's not, you know, it's not like she's going, yeah, let's go to Alberta. You know, he's not getting those kind of vibes. Mm. So he just doesn't know what to do. So he's asking for your help. And lots of texts coming in saying, just go. See what happens. This text says, my fiance moved from Mexico to be here with me. That comes from Carrie. But then here, this person says, I moved from Edmonton to BC for school and I told my boyfriend at the time that I'm going, and if he wants to come, cool. If not, see ya. Yeah. Well, he ended up following me, and we lasted all of eight months, but it was a nightmare. He resented me, and I learned that he was most definitely not my type. He moved back to Alberta. I finished off school and ended up coming back to take care of my mom. But I do say, what you feel is right. Live with no regrets. Okay. There you go. There's somebody that lived it. Follow your gut. Yeah, yeah, like four months or eight months afterwards, somebody's moving back and, you know. Dang. Yeah, exactly. All right, yes. Morning. He should just cut her loose. I had the same kind of scenario with a uh, stewardess from Montreal years ago and tried the same thing in between the language barrier and no city in Alberta is Montreal. I mean, I'm happy that way, but. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but it's different, yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's fighting a losing battle. Come home, find a good Alberta girl and uh, get on with her, I guess. Okay. A flight attendant from Montreal, huh? It was a good few months, though. Sure. <laughs> I can only imagine. I she's, it was. I could picture her in my head. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.